Hey y'all, welcome to the Be Your Own Boss podcast. It's Olivia Holst. I'm still getting used to saying that new last name for sure. Um, but how are y'all doing? Um, we are coming up on the end of July. Oh my gosh, this year's freaking flown by. It's insane. I can't believe that we are like already over half of the year done. It's crazy. I feel like we just got over Christmas and now we're going right back into fall. But um, I just wanted to get on here today and my topic is kind of a hard one to process when you're first building your business and one that you learn over time to deal with. Um, It's the dreaded J months of the year. If you are into retail or selling, you fully understand where this comes to play. But if you've never heard of this, maybe this will help you understand some of the things you're experiencing in your business currently. Um, It's very, (laughs) it's a time where I kind of like like hurt myself because I dig it myself. I question what I'm doing. I kind of like want to rebuild certain things within my business and change things and feel like there's a need for change when there's really not. Um, I'm just really an evaluation type of person. And so this is the time I use to like reevaluate myself to the max. Um, But the J months of the year, obviously January, June, July, they are going to be your slowest sales year or sales months in the year. So slowest sales months in the year the dreaded J months. Um, And like I said, if you've been in business for a while, you totally understand this. January, you're coming off of the holidays. You're coming off of Christmas. You're honestly probably going to get the most returns you've ever had in your life during January. Um, And it's very hard to sit there and process that information and be like, oh, okay, everything's fine. Like we just had the best time during the holidays. We had all these sales. And now you're dealing with like all of the returns and the like non-sales going on that you're having to push and push and push for um, on your socials and you just feel like you're kind of dragging after the big high of the holidays. Um, So January really hits hard for me and January is kind of like a time where I try to process things, um, take a step back and like I said, enjoy the high of the holidays but understand that it's all going to be coming back to me and returns or questions or you know whatever you have to deal with customer service wise. Um, June and July, most people have very hard time doing sales during this time. Um, a lot of boutiques, you know, June, July, it's the heat of the summer. People are outside. They're not on their phone shopping, um, or even going outside shopping because it's so hot. You'd rather be like on the water or at a festival or whatever. Um, if you're selling festival wear and you're selling swimsuits, this might be the time of the seasons for you. This might be the best time to sell. Um, but somebody like me where we're kind of more into Western wear, I mean, if you're working horses in this kind of heat, you're going to be sweating right through your clothes and you're really not going to give a crap what you look like and you're going to look like you need a shower every five minutes. So um, definitely a big turn for us with our customers there. So we've been pretty slow this year um, and that just happens to come with the transition of moving into our new warehouse and just having a lot going on as well. So we're trying to kind of juggle a few things there, but I really like to use these months to sit back and kind of reevaluate what I'm doing throughout the rest of the year and kind of plan out my year um, along with that. So I'm just going to go into them a little bit more individually and go from there. So if you want to hear more about these dreaded J months, then stay tuned. Okay, so we're going to start off right in the beginning with January. So I kind of touched base on this a little bit already, but 
January is a hard month, mentally, physically, everything for me. Uh, I don't know about you, but it's just very hard to process coming off of the high of the holidays. So we all know probably around September through December, people are buy, buy, buying. I've already actually had a lot of people um, Christmas shopping already. So um, people start like pretty early nowadays and some people wait till last minute like I do, but that's just how it is. It's who you are and what you choose to do there. But um, regardless, at some point before Christmas, they're going to be buying something. So um, we have a pretty big high during the holidays. Like I said, it's usually September through December. But coming off of that is so hard. Like you're succeeding, you're getting all these sales, you're getting all of this um, attention and like all of this customer engagement and people are just super excited and they make you feel good. And of course the money's good. And then, excuse me, oh my gosh. But then you're coming off of this crazy high and crazy influx of customers and maybe new customers finding you and what have you, but you're coming off of this like two to three month high of just feeling like everything's perfect and everything's great and business is amazing to a slowdown of like, okay, now we're stuck. It's the middle of winter. We're sitting here in January. It's kind of depressing outside. It's really dark out. Um, and I have no sales because everybody just spent all their money during Christmas and I'm getting all these returns and it's really frustrating. Um, so you go through this like mental block of like, what did I just do? Like what just happened? Why am I like going from succeeding, going crazy to all of a sudden a plunge and just feeling like, I can't keep up with trying to keep up. Um, It's very hard. So I call it kind of just like my little breakdown moment. (laughs) Um, But I do try to take this time not just to like soak in like, okay, I'm coming off the high of the holidays. I've got to understand it's going to go back to normal now. But I also try to take this time to evaluate like, you know, when do customers stop buying? When do customers come back for more? We have a lot of girls that get gift cards. Like, what can I do to elevate the gift card purchase where people can buy the gift card and then they can come back? Um, Or what can I do to make them get a product and a gift card? Or um, just kind of reevaluating, I guess, the entire holiday season as a whole. Where are my biggest buying days? Why? You know, what did I do this season that was different from last year? Um, what's something that I want to do next year to make it better? And I just really take January to try to focus on doing stuff like that instead of um, drowning in my sorrows and drinking my coffee and wishing that it was December again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just how it is. So definitely, I like to take January to do a lot of reevaluation. Also, try to prep all of my stuff for tax season the coming year um, and just kind of evaluate my spending habits. Where did I spend the most? Why? All of this. Now, we do have a budget sheet that uh, me and my accountant did set up so I can kind of budget my spending per month um but now it's going to be a lot easier to be like okay well why did we buy so much in this month what happened to our sales in that month like what did we sell what did we not sell what are we going to be grabbing again um what were our biggest holiday items what were the best things that we sold over christmas you know the biggest gifts um it's a lot of stuff that like People just think that you buy, buy, buy and whatever and you hope that it sells. Well, if you evaluate what you're doing, you understand why you're doing the things that you're doing. It's a lot easier to make money later on. So uh, take that into consideration. Maybe try to use this time where it feels very down and out and kind of 
frustrating to evaluate what you can do better for the next year. So that is my January and what I kind of do with that first month of the year. Um, Leading into that, you know, you kind of have your springtime, our fun colors, our fun outfits, like you're getting into all the springy stuff and it's not too hot, it's not too cold. Um, As they would say on Miss Congeniality, it's just right. (laughs) But anyway... It's a fun time. People are getting into colors. You know, the sun is shining. You're blooming. Um, All the flowers are looking beautiful. And it's just a really fun time to buy for people. But then you get in the midst of summer where it's deadly hot and you just don't feel like dressing up anymore. Nobody's wearing cute clothes to concerts because they are finished with it. Um, And it's just when you're sitting there like, when is fall going to come? Like, I need a break. So, um, or if you're not like me and like fall and spring or whatever, um, some of my girls are very much summer people and I'm like I just don't want to sit in the heat and they love it so depending on who you are I guess but June and July are pretty slow people are outside people are doing things they're renovating their house they're spending money with their kids going to water parks or on vacations like they're not really spending money on clothes at this point um or maybe anything else in retail but they're doing more experience experience things so if you think about it like that Um, If you're going to be going to do experience things, then you need something to wear on that experience. Um, I've kind of come in this mindset of like trying to find like the concert stuff and stuff like the fun things to wear on vacation. And this year it didn't really take off the way that I wished it would have. Didn't really have, I guess, the same thinking as like my clients when it came to what to wear. So we're kind of reevaluating things there. I definitely need to go more for comfort, I think, this next coming year. Uh, We just kind of were taking a leap, and I was really busy, and I was just buying things to buy things, to be honest, and it was a waste of money, but you guys are here to, you guys are here to learn from my my mistakes. Oh my goodness, I cannot talk today. I never can. Obviously, you guys know that, but um, yeah, so this year was kind of a miss for me, but it's fine because I'm evaluating it. I'm going to go through it, work through it, um, and see what I can do, but Yeah, so June, July, um, I just would say, like, you know, if you're in swimwear, if you're in activewear, if you're doing something, like, or curating your look to something that could be happening um, in those months, uh, we know we have Cheyenne Frontier Days going on right now, um, stuff like that, like, try to refocus your brand on things that are happening around your brand and work that way, but yeah, June and July, not my favorite. Not gonna lie, it's super hot. I don't want to be doing photos outside. Like, I just don't love it. And especially right now, being pregnant, like, I just can't. I went outside yesterday, and it was 98 degrees, and I was, like, 30 minutes. I was like, I can't. Can't do it. I've got to go. And, like, I was down for the count for the rest of the day. It was insane. But, yeah, so I guess if you guys are really looking at, you know, what you're doing sales-wise, looking at what's selling, what's not, evaluating your customers through these slow months. Like the slow months are there for a reason. Utilize the time that you're getting, you know, on your own and not having to focus on the business to focus on the business. Um, You're not shipping orders. So let's focus on buying or let's focus on a strategy for marketing. Let's focus on something else. But Going from there, uh, I am going to let you guys know that like there's a few things that we have been doing that have been really taking off and helping with the business during these slow months. Okay, so I'm not sure if you guys have noticed the past couple years of this trend getting 
pretty popular with a Facebook VIP group, and I'm here to say that I truly do believe that they are amazing and a super utilizable tool um, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to hitting that target audience. I just think it's a really good platform to use, honestly, to get in with those customers who are 100% engaged or just like interested or more interested than they could be like on Instagram or on Facebook in general. The VIP is really for the people that want those exclusive deals. They want to be part of like the insider, the inside know, um, seeing the behind the scenes, getting the good steals on things that like maybe are discounted only in the VIP. So I think that a VIP group is super, super useful when it comes to getting your customer's attention back. Personally, like just within the last year or so of having our Facebook group, I've just noticed that I can tell what customers I'm going to get engagement with, um, what customers like, what they don't like. I can see their personal lives a little bit better through the Facebook VIP. Um, They interact with me more often. um, And it's just a place where we can kind of be more fun and not so selling, not so serious, not so business oriented. Um, And I feel like Instagram, I really try to be fun as well, but it's just, it's a place where we can kind of all be on the same page, be ourselves and, um, have fun in general. But I really like the Facebook VIP group. I feel like that's really held us together. It's brought my customers closer. Um, they know more about me and my girls at the store. They know more about what happens. Um, we keep them up to date on orders and restocks and stuff like that. So I really do love the Facebook VIP group. Um, another tool that we've been doing is we've been working with our app marketing. So we send out little notifications via our app. We use Varo for our app. It's spelled like Varjo, I think. Um, but I've tapped into a lot of apps and tried to figure out which ones I like and I don't like and which ones are better or worse or what have you. But it just comes down to what you're needing in an app. And Varo is the one that gives us everything that we kind of need as far as like with our launches and letting those launch at the same time as the online store instead of prior. Um, It's just easier for us to navigate that too and they are pretty helpful on there as far as building. So we've gone with Varo. I've tried Tabcard. I've tried all these other ones um, and it just seems like we're never talking to somebody who actually cares. So um, that's where Varo kind of steps in and they are a little bit better as far as customer service. So We've stick with them, but we do send a lot of app notifications just directly through our app. So those people that have the app downloaded, they're getting the notifications, they're getting talked to on a regular basis, um, and that really does help as well. Recently, uh, my email strategy used to like really suck, not going to lie. Um, I don't know if it was the look of the emails or the timing or the frequency, if it was too much or too little. But I've sent out a few emails within the last po- like couple months and kind of just trial and errored like, you know, style wise and, you know, length wise of an email and what time to send the email. And as far as like, you know, design way goes, like, do we keep it simple? Do we add a lot of things to the email? Like, how crazy do we go with it? Um, but the last probably like three or four that I've sent out and that's probably two and a half months worth of emails. Um that is just all of my campaign emails so like sales or promo or like new arrivals i try not to be super super annoying with them um because they are already getting the like automated emails where it's the abandoned cart or hey did you miss this or 
you know it's been a while. So they're already getting all of those automated emails. They don't need another like rack on of emails from us. So I try just to send them out like once in a while. But anyway, I've kind of gotten more spunky with my emails, spiced them up a little bit, spent a little more time on them, tried to make them like interesting but like aesthetically pleasing as well and clickable and we've actually gotten anywhere from 25 to 50 some orders just from the emails so for for us that's pretty big win um that's pretty good so we're pretty excited about that getting better um it's been very nice to be able to see that to see that growth but we also just started doing live videos um wasn't a huge fan of the live videos. I've actually worked with Comments Sold and I didn't like it. It was going to be a huge to-do to change over to Comments Sold from Shopify. And um, I wasn't a fan. So I actually got um, Live Sell or Sell Live. I think it's Sell Live on Shopify's apps. And it does the same exact thing that Comments Sold does. You can do posts. You can do automatic posts. So you don't even have to post them. You can do lives. You can do them on Instagram or Facebook. Um, not TikTok, but you know, it's okay. You can still do the same system and you can still have them comment those numbers and then you can go back and, you know, fix it later. But anyway, sell live has like really took it good for us. We did our first like hour long live, just doing all of the items in our 40% off sale. And we did about 25 orders. So that was pretty good for a first round. Um, worth it for me to keep trying to grow that platform, but it's just another way for us to connect with our customers, like talk to them one-on-one um, and, you know, be in their presence and show our faces. So I feel like that's the biggest thing when it comes to these slow months in the year, you know, getting that engagement with your customer, grasping them back, showing them who you are, like remind them why they even follow you, like remind them what they're doing or, you know, who they're shopping with or where they're shopping from. Um, give them all of those reasons to come back. So I guess that's just a good way to do it is get out there and get in front of your customer base. But that's kind of the things that I've been doing in the slow months. And I know there's a lot more to it. Um, but We'll get into depth of things like that and marketing strategy here in the next couple weeks. Um, I have some questions about launching and items and how do you decide what to launch and how many things do you decide to launch. So I've got a few questions I want to answer in the next couple podcasts. I also am going to be doing one all about, you know, how influencing took me to where I am now, influencing culture from like where it was when I started doing it to where it is now. And honestly, how like being an influencer, your morals, your attitude, your um, look and everything like that, you know, ties into who you're working with, what brands reach out to you, what brands are for you and not for you. So I'm going to do a whole thing on that as well. But I hope that this episode was informative and I hope you love being your own boss and I'm just excited for y'all and if you have any questions please send an email to beyourownboss.live at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. Um, I am going to be taking down the podcast page here in a little bit because it's just a lot for me to do three different Instagrams. So if you want to follow my personal Instagram it is now olivia.lee.holst H-O-L-S-T or you can follow my business page, Desert Down underscore Ranchware. Um, but yeah, download our app if you want to, too, so you can see those notifications come through. But um, I will leave you with that, and I will talk to you all next week.